Hey guys, welcome back to the Toxic Mom Podcast. This is part two of John Benet Ramsey. In part one, we talked about that she was discovered deceased on December 26, 1996, by her father. She was found in the basement of their home after the police were looking for her for less than 24 hours. Her mom made a phone call very early in the morning that day, and she was found about eight hours later by her father. Uh, So this podcast will talk about the ransom letter that was left, the autopsy of John JonBenet Ramsey in detail, and then we'll conclude it with Detective Smith's theory who worked the case from 1997 to 1998. And he is the main reason that the Ramseys were not held responsible for the murder of their daughter, John Benet. Okay, so around 5.30 in the morning on December 26, 1996, Patsy discovers this ransom note, which prompted her to call 911. I'll I'll read the first page of the ransom note. It was a two and a half pages long, but I don't think the other portions, it was more rambling. I think the most important information was in the first page. So I'll read that. All right. So it says, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign fraction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size bag to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money. So that is page one. Okay, so there was quite a few misspellings in the letter. Excuse me. And I want to talk about this dollar amount. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. That dollar amount just so happened to be the exact amount that John Ramsey got for his annual Christmas bonus, which was very interesting that the kidnappers requested that exact amount that the father had just received. All right. So now... When they did handwriting analysis from mom, dad, and son, dad and son were ruled out as writing the note. However, they could not conclusively rule out Patsy Ramsey. Something about her handwriting looked eerily similar to that of the letter. And also the police thought that the letter was written by somebody that knew John Benet was not kidnapped because it seemed that they went out of their way to put a lot of bizarre 
things in the letter, along with the many misspellings. And of course, that dollar amount was a red flag. Now, the dollar amount really upset the Ramses because they felt that it was somebody very close to them that knew their family very well. And they did say on national television that they didn't really trust anybody around them anymore. And they wanted everybody in their circle to be investigated. So they were not happy that this letter was left and it seemed personal to them. So what do you guys think? Do you think that John and Patsy Ramsey concocted this note to make it seem like somebody did kidnap John Bonet? Or do you think it was actually written by the person that killed John Bonet and in a panic they wrote this note because maybe they didn't intend to kill her, but something went terribly wrong where she did end up dead? Um, so that's that. All right, so let's talk about John Bonet's autopsy. Um, as we know, the father found her body in the basement of their home. And he admitted to touching the body. He removed duct tape from her mouth when he found her. He brushed his cheek against hers. He said she was cold and lifeless, and he actually picked her up. So a lot of evidence was tainted before the police could really start doing their investigation. All right, so the medical examiner arrived to the home. When he saw the body, John Benet Ramsey was not in the basement where she was found. She was in the living room because after she was found by her dad, he did all of that stuff. Then he was able to pick her body up from the basement, walk her body all the way upstairs, and he placed her body in the living room. So that is a big, big, big problem for investigators. And can you imagine if somebody did get arrested for this, what kind of field day that defense attorney would have had with that information alone? The crime scene was so tainted and unsecure. Again, it would have been a defense attorney's dream to take on this case if they had of actually arrested somebody for this crime. How was the father allowed to do all of this stuff to his daughter that was dead? This is almost unheard of. And police were present in the home. It wasn't as many police as in the beginning when they discovered that she was missing, but there was still a seasoned detective there who allowed this to happen under his watch. So anyway, I digress. Just wanted to really throw that out, that the Ramses did a lot before investigators even got their crime scene unit. You know, they did a lot. Okay, so anyway, when he got her body back to the autopsy 
room, this is what he concluded. She had ligature strangulation, as we know. She had a cord wrapped around her neck. Her hands were tied above her head. And she also had a scalp contusion, a fracture to the right side of her skull, contusions of her right cerebral hemisphere in her brain, and she had lots of bleeding. She had small contusions around her temporal lobes. She had abrasions on her right cheek. She had bruises and contusions of her posterior right shoulder, um, which is the back of her right shoulder. She had an abrasion of her left lower back and posterior lower leg, abrasions and vascular congestion of her vaginal mucosa. And she had a ligature mark around her right wrist. As you remember, she was tied. Now, she they could not rule out that John Bonet wasn't sexually assaulted, but there wasn't enough evidence really there to say that, oh yeah, she definitely was. But she had something going on, uh, which suggested to them that a sexual assault possibly could have taken place. And she also had urine in her underwear, which is why the cops and the media thought that she had an accident and her mom got angry. But that could have also came from John Benet being so frightened that she peed her pants, or it could have just been the natural occurrence of um, decomposition. Because when your body starts to decompose from the moment it dies, everything obviously has shut down and it's relaxed and things start to get excreted out. So that urine could have came from any of those events. We don't know. All right. So somebody wrote something on my Twitter page about this and I commented and then I thought about it. He wrote that he felt this whole thing was an accident either done by the mom or the son. And I wrote back, strangulation is not an accident. And then he replied, oh, yes, I agree. Then I thought about it and I said, what if the strangulation was just a cover up for somebody hitting her upside the head and then realizing that she was dead. You never know. So then I wrote back to him that, you know, it could have been an accident if the strangulation came second. And, you know, so his comment wasn't totally wrong. So, all right. So that is the autopsy report of John Benet Ramsey. Um, Okay, so Detective Smith came in in 1997, uh, months after this whole thing took place. And he had a very interesting theory because he really focused on the evidence that he was given that was left at the crime scene, the stuff that was not tainted. And he concluded that this was done by an intruder. And this is why he felt that it was done by an intruder. Um, there were faint markings on the suitcase under a broken basement window and on the wall under the window 
where uh, the Ramses lived and he saw footprints. So he suspected that the kidnapper or the killer rather was lying in wait, waited till everything was quiet, everybody was settled. Then he gained entry into the home through the basement. Now, there were pictures released into the public many, many years ago that does show that there is some stuff disturbed on the outside of the house. And there was footprints. Um, so he theorized that the intruder may have put his his foot against the wall to steady himself uh, while he was crawling through the window. Um, there was a peanut-shaped foam packing material and leaves found in the basement um, that might have gotten in there through the by the intruder because it was wet outside, so he thought the leaves were stuck underneath the foot or the shoe, rather, that the person was wearing, and they tracked him in. There was fibers on a metal baseball bat that was found outside of the Ramsey's home that matched carpet found in the basement near where John Bonet's body was found. So did the person hit her upside the head with the baseball bat? Um, and then there was DNA evidence underneath John Bonet's fingernails and underwear um, that indicated her attacker was male. And obviously her father and her brother were not the people who left that DNA on her body. There was marks on her face and back that this detective also suspected could have come from a stun gun. And when I heard this, I thought that was pretty interesting because he went back and he looked at that autopsy picture and he's familiar with markings of what a stun gun makes because he is a police officer. So he suspected that she was stunned and, you know, not mobile in order for the intruder to pull this off. Because obviously, if the intruder got in the home, went up to John Bonet's room, it's going to startle her. So he had to keep her quiet. So he thought that this intruder put a stun gun to her body to quiet her up. So that was his theory. Um, what do you guys think? Because the stun gun theory really didn't come out until many, many years later. And I didn't hear about the stun gun theory until I watched the 25th anniversary special last year where her father um, gave an interview in this documentary. And he talked about Dr. Smith's findings or excuse me, Detective Smith's findings. Um, so it, it sounds pretty plausible. Um, so in April of 1997, the Boulder District Attorney did announce that the Ramses were the focus of the investigation, but the couple, of course, maintained their innocence. They fled out of Colorado in June of 1997, and they moved back to um, Georgia. Um, so a grand jury was formed. And as we know, the grand jury is formed so they could dissect the evidence to see if 
there should be charges brought up against whoever they're investigating. So obviously the focus was the parents. So this grand jury was um, formulated and heard a lot of evidence, heard a lot of evidence. And the DA really had an issue with Detective Smith possibly testifying um, on behalf of the Ramses. Um, if you go back and watch that documentary, I believe it was on Netflix. No, excuse me. It was on Hulu. I'm sure it was on Hulu. They really go into detail of how Detective Smith became like an enemy to people that he worked with because he was not convinced that the parents did this. So it was pretty uh, interesting and sad at the same time to hear what this guy went through just because he had a different theory as opposed to what everybody else was thinking. So he did testify at this grand jury um, in front of the grand jury, and he really focused on his theory and what he thought. And charges were never brought up against the parents. The parents were preparing themselves to be arrested. John Ramsey said every day they were just waiting and waiting and waiting for the police to come and arrest them. They obviously were getting their ducks in line. They had an underage child still alive. They had to figure out what they were going to do with him if they got arrested. And, you know, but it never happened. They did finally clear the parents of any wrongdoing um, in regards to John Benet's death. A lot of people were not happy about that. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. What do you guys think? Do you think that the parents had something to do with it? Did one parent do something and the other one covered it up? Um, or do you think there is an intruder? It really could be both. There was evidence that someone else possibly came in the house and especially there's DNA on her body that did not belong to anybody she was related to. And obviously we have yet to find out who that DNA belongs to. Um, Pat Ramsey's interrogation was released to the public years later along with John Ramsey's. And a lot of people felt that the mom didn't come off as a grieving mom. She was very um, uptight during the interviews defensive, but you have to put yourself in her shoes. You know, she's being accused of a pretty heinous crime against her own child. So how is she supposed to act? Um, so Patsy Ramsey died um, not long after her daughter died. She was buried um, next to her. So um, everything else that sort of happened after she wasn't there for but I can't imagine her dying peacefully because this big cloud was hanging over her and her husband and her son for many years that they were the culprits and they got away with murder. So I can't imagine how she was in her final days. Um, there was a documentary released in 2016, the 20-year anniversary, it was done by CBS. They insinuated that the brother 
did it and the parents covered for him after he watched this documentary he was absolutely livid and he sued them for a lot of money and they did settle for an undisclosed amount because he said he had nothing to do with his sister's killing and how dare they put a documentary out suggesting that he did this um there was a man that came forward um named John Mark Carr in 2006. And he claims that he was the one that killed her, but his DNA did not match anything. He apparently professed love for John Bonet um, in emails with professors at a Colorado college and um, just said a lot of bizarre things and he was brought in in question, but they did release him. His name was all over the news for a long time. I remember that vividly, but to this day, um, nobody has been held responsible for the death of this little girl. John Bonet didn't get in that basement by herself. She didn't strangle herself. She didn't hit herself upside the head. Um, somebody killed her. And it's really sad that many years later, even with all of this technology, there is DNA on file that they haven't been able to match. Nobody has been held responsible for this little girl's death. The parents will never be charged. Obviously, Patsy can never be charged. She's deceased. But they ruled out the family, essentially, the immediate family as doing this. So now it's like, is there somebody out there that did get away with killing John Bonet all these years later. Uh, so that's the question I have for you. What do you think happened? Do you think John Bonet was killed by an intruder or, again, her parents? It's hard to tell. I really think it could go either way. I'm usually pretty good at figuring out what I want to think about something. But after I watched that documentary, in 2021, I was kind of convinced that there was an intruder that came in and did this. But then I still have to go back to that goofy ransom note and just the bizarreness of the whole case, the father being allowed to touch her and bring her up and destroying evidence. You know, who knows? This is one of those big question mark cases. Will we ever know? Will we ever find out who killed John Bonet? Uh, I personally don't think the brother did it. I, I just don't. I'm just not buying that. People were saying that he came off as cold when he was interviewed many years ago by detectives and strange and weird. But strange and weird doesn't always equal cold blooded killer. I, I just don't think he did it. I know there's a couple people that emailed me who know he did it, but I just don't think he did. I think it's more plausible that Patsy possibly lost her cool. But then again, I don't know because we still have all this evidence of an intruder. But that could have been staged. You never know. They had a lot of time between John Benet dying and them reaching out to the police. But then again, not really. Because John Benet didn't go to bed till later that night. So that was like a full, well, then again, maybe they, they could have, you know, something happened. Let's make it look like an intruder came in. Let's do all this. And then one other thing I want to point out, 
they did have an alarm system because a lot of people were like, well, that's a big fancy house. They're rich people. How come they didn't have an alarm system? They did have an alarm system, but the alarm system apparently was not on that night. So there you go. <laughs> that's another bizarre thing that just makes you wonder, did the parents really do it or was there an intruder? I don't think we'll ever know, unfortunately. This is just one of those cases where I think it's just going to be cold and unsolved for many years to come. Um, so John Bonet's father did remarry, but if you ever watch him talk about his wife, he is 100% loyal to her and maintains her innocence even through death. Um, and then, of course, the brother has stated he is innocent. And, of course, he sued CBS. And I actually believe his story. But um, still has that question mark about the parents. You just don't know. I've, obviously, I've done a lot of cases on this podcast where the parents are responsible or the guardians for killing their children. So it's not like it's not plausible. But many also think that because of the monetary status of the Ramseys is how they got away with murder. So that's it on the John Benet Ramsey case. Let me know your feedback, the Toxic Mom Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll chat soon.